coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope after a one-game week and an in-state win. The Cougars gear up again for the start of WCC play. We'll look ahead to some home hoops with the head coach and Caleb Lohner next. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Oh, welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo. We are tipping off 2022 with another weekly edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Thanks to the Cougar fans joining us in studio. We have Cougar fans joining us in studio. I do know that for a fact. That's how that works. And uh, for the viewers with us live or on demand via the BYU TV app, thank you for joining us. For those watching live on the app, check out the Opine polls on your screen. To vote in the polls, get the Opine app, then uh, just have your voice heard. You punch the poll question or the poll answer you want a question or answer the question you want to answer. Let's go with that. And we have questions for the coach or Caleb coming up in our Q&A segment. Use the hashtag Pope Show for that. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will recap last week's home win over Westminster. We will also preview this week's scheduled matchups in WCC play. We'll go inside the film room and go deep blue, both with Gideon George. Caleb Lohner will join us in studio. And Caleb, along with the coach, will take your questions from social media. And to toss it up and get tonight's show underway, let's welcome in BYU Hoops head coach, Mark Pope. Here's Mark. What's up, player? Come on, boys. How are we? You guys all right? What's coach up, Pope? Good How to see you. you. Come on, man. Give me a hug. <laughs> How are we, guys? We are good. So Normally you sit. The fact you're not sitting tells me something. I know. That's because sure I was so excited this morning. I'm like, I'm going to wear the new sweats to the show tonight. And then Leanne got to the office about 10 minutes ago. She's like, Mark, are you wearing those sweats? I'm like, yes, they're brand new. They're fantastic. <laughs> and apparently they don't match. You make it work. I think he makes it work. It's just such a, like, talk about just sucking the air out of the room. You I think know? it's fine. I mean, you walk around, you think, I look like a million you bucks. Do. And then you you're like, no, do. I don't. You truly do. I decided to go with the gray oh. and the royal blue. And you've done the gray and the royal blue. Matching I think a... is hard. It's That's hard. what we're told. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. It's, uh, we thought we'd be talking about two games last week. We're talking about one. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, it was a weird week in basketball, again. Yes, it was. It was, uh, it was, it was, um, I mean, none of us want to be here again, right? Um, but you mean on the show? No, oh, we okay. all want to be on the show. All right. We all want okay. to be on the show. <laughs> but just with, just with this, like, you know, you never know if you're going to play a game or not. But I am making a prediction that, like, the worst is over and that we're going to run through the season. Let's uh, go, I, I right? I think there's a chance. I think there's a real chance that, like, we got it out of our system. We all missed a weekend of games, and hopefully we'll be back straight through. That's the hope, right? That you have a surge, you respond from the surge, and then you enter some sense of what we call normalcy. But again, it's not like, uh, uh, you know, six games have been lost. For BYU, one's been lost. A couple teams might have two, maybe as many as four, but there's time to recover from this, right? Yes, and it's different. Like, it's it's just different now. I mean, so many... So many players are vaccinated, um, and that changes all the protocols. And th- I think there's a, a real chance that we just roll through, which I know everybody is, is excited to do. So, what, uh, Do you have anything that comes to you from the top on down, league on down, saying here's our game plan, or do you have a sense that things are going to get better? What I know is that they're talking every day, 
I think there was a big uh, conversation between ADs and, and uh, the lead commissioner and the associate commissioner today in terms of kind of coming up with contingency plans and how we're going to do it. And there's a bunch of different ways we go. And I think it'll probably change. If we have any more uh, missed games, it'll probably change. Um, but but I know that they're talking about it every day. We're doing it. I'm talking to every coach. You know, I talked to Randy Bennett today and yesterday. We exchanged texts over the weekend, and then after the conversation today, he was like, "Don't call me again." <laughs> and so, but yeah, we're talking to all these teams every day just to kind of get an hourly update on where we are and are we going to be able to play, and and um, that's what we're in. And so. It's actually a beautiful thing because I'm talking to some of these coaches more than I've ever talked to them before. Randy's part of your weekend plan. We hope that goes off as planned. But how did you make the best then of a bad situation by having a game canceled on the weekend? What, how did you turn it to, to benefit your program, hopefully? Well, you know, I didn't know this on Wednesday night when we played Westminster, but we played the game. We knew we had already lost Portland, and so we, right. had, we had to make decisions, and we didn't even talk about it. And we got back up at the office and kind of spent a couple hours in the office uh, doing an autopsy on the game and everything and, and uh, reached out to some of the players and did something that I have not done before. We actually, uh, after that staff meeting, we were just like, I'm shutting down the gym for 48 hours. No staff member, no player is allowed in the annex over the course of the next 40 hours. Everybody was banished. Just to be clear, this wasn't a protocol thing. This no. was a mental health, if you want to call it, break. Yeah, um, I mean, mental health, just emotional, like... Uh, Reparations, right? It'd been, a, it'd been, a, it'd been, um, you know, these guys had worked really, really hard and and um, and and put in a ton of time with really no break, and so it was actually it was actually a gift. Like this Portland game being canceled was a gift for us, I think, because it gave us a couple of days where these guys could just get away and just like you know fill their tank a little bit and just kind of um, be away from the game for 48 hours, and then we came back and we hit it hard since then. Did everyone feel like they needed it? When yes. I, in, in hindsight? I didn't have a single player or coach complain. Not one. I think everybody was like, okay, we actually need this. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes uh, as painful as this, as this is for me to say, sometimes rest is the most important way to improve. And um, our guys needed it. They, what they did the first uh, three months of the season was extraordinary. And now we get to start over again with another season. And so they're coming back uh, fully energized and ready to go. Great. We'll talk some more about how you've responded. But let's do look back to the one game you got to play last week. It is BYU and Westminster. Highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Healthcare, the official medical provider for BYU Athletics. It was your final in-state game of the season. Yep. This seems like it was a year ago, actually. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Uh, you know, it's, it's our fifth in-state game. We played 10 in-state games, I think, in the last two years. I don't know if that's ever been done before, but they're really good for us, and it's great to play these games. And Westminster is a coach by a great staff and talented players, a bunch of guys from the state. Uh, so it's really personal, and it was a fun game. BYU underhead coach Mark Pope now 12-2 and two in the in-state games. That includes two non-D1 wins, the wins over Westminster last year and this year, 10-2 and two in the D1 in-state games. And the only two losses BYU's had in-state came on the road in overtime. Excellent in-state record through three seasons under Coach Pope. And in this game, four BYU players in double figures. Uh, shot the ball better after halftime. I thought yeah. it took, it took the while, guys a while to get into this one. Yeah, you could tell, you could tell that I mean, the fatigue was manifest throughout the game. Not that emotional fatigue so far of the season and kind of with this onslaught of what was coming. You just got back from Hawaii. Yep, just got back. And that the game after a, a MTE trip is always tricky. Uh, Westminster did, played a great game. They actually out-rebounded us, which doesn't, um, happen. which doesn't happen very often yeah. and, and uh, played really, really well. And Our guys did what they needed to do to get the win.
Okay, bench brigade. I'm going to hit the bench brigade on this one. Two guys in particular, Gideon George and Hunter Erickson, played really, really well for you as reserves in this one. Gideon George has lost his mind shooting the ball. Like, he's shooting 46, 48% the last five games. Uh, it just is unbelievable. And, and uh, he's feeling it too. Every day he walks in the office, he's like, Coach, you got to give me more shots. <laughs> and so he was terrific. And then Hunter Erickson um, has, 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 has played important minutes for us this season. He's finding little spaces where he can make a big difference. And I expect him to help us this weekend also. Gideon, we see him shooting threes. He had two threes in his first eight games, 11 threes in his last five games. How does yeah. that happen? Well, you know, so listen, Gideon, first of all, got really, really sick a few games into the season. And so he was, he, you know, he's just finally getting his legs back from that. Uh, he was contributing in other huge ways early on in the season. He had some big-time rebounding games and some big-time defensive effort games, and, and he's, he's fallen into his stroke the last few games, and that's been really fun for all of us. And then we see Hunter, and we get to see him do what he was really kind of known for doing as a high schooler, an athletic jumper, great dunker, yeah. and you got to show it off there. Yeah, um, he's got the chance to become a great defensive player. He's a really, really physical driver. Uh, he can really shoot the ball. Like, he's got a good skill set, and he's been working hard for a long time, and He's going he's gonna to continue to kind of work his way uh, onto the scene. And by, when it's all said, he's going to be a really special player. Hunter had a career-high 27 minutes in the Westminster game. Uh, Trevin Nell just kind of quietly settling into one of the more reliable players you've got on the roster right now. Had a nice, another nice game against uh, Westminster. Yep, and Trev is, you know, Trev is also the last 10 games or so been shooting the ball at an unbelievable clip, kind of what we expect from him. He didn't, he didn't make shots early, but since then he's, uh, he's been shooting at a great clip. And he's been really, really solid on the defensive end. You know, you look at Trevin Nell, and he's one of our most consistent hit-first guys on the glass. Uh, he's done a nice job fulfilling defensive assignments. He's a good positional defender. Uh, he's gotten better and better on the ball. And, of course, he's, he's you know, added pieces to his offensive game, too, getting downhill off the bounce and being a playmaker. We use the phrase three-level scorer with yep. Trevin, and that's become kind of who he is right now. He's getting closer to that. And, and the thing I'm most excited about is his decision-making and his patience off the bounce downhill has been really good. All right, let's get to some more from Gideon George. After starting the first six games of the season, Gideon, as coach noted, uh, took ill and missed a couple games. As he works his way back, Gideon has worked his way into a solid rotational role as the Cougars evolve and develop depth. Averaging 10-plus points per game over his last four games, Gideon George tonight takes us inside the film room with Jerem Jordan. All right, Gideon, 17 points, eight rebounds, a game high versus Westminster. What was going right for you in that game? Honestly, short making and like shooting the ball with confidence. So most, mostly I'll just say confident though, just shooting the ball with confidence. I'm knowing the ball is going in, so that was work, what worked for me. Okay, and it starts with layups, which is always nice to get warmed up, right? Caleb oh, yeah, Lohner finds sure. you on a uh, nice play underneath. So this is a post entry. I was supposed to split with Trevin then. You see, I say he drew the double team and I was just chilling at the baseline. I was like, Caleb, I hear, I hear his name and I'm so glad he just turned and saw me and that was a good pass by Caleb though and that worked out for both of us. So credit to Caleb for the assist. It's a good way to get warmed up, right? Yeah, for sure. some threes, you hit five. Uh, Hunter Erickson finds you for yeah. one of those five. Uh, right here, my man is like the bottom. He's trying to help. I hit a couple of threes already. I was like, so I'm not hesitating. I just pulled the trigger and it went in. So I feel like that scouted like, yeah, he's not shooter. And <laughs> because throughout the course of the game, I was talking to the other players, they were like, 
bro, on the scouts, we are no shooter. I was like, <laughs> I know, but today it just keep going in. So someone said that to you? Um, the head coach said that to me after the game too, mm. and some of the players say that say that to me too. So well, you start three of twenty one, mm -hmm. but then in Hawaii you go five of eleven. You yeah. refound it. What has changed for you? Hawaii was so good to me. You're an <laughs> island boy, like you said, right? <laughs> so, um, just shooting the ball with confidence, though, that helps a lot. And, you know, like starting the season, I'll be struggling from like the three point act and like seeing the shot falling. So, that's like helped my confidence to shoot more. So, when the shot is not going in, you still got to play defense. Let's go yeah. back to the San Diego State game. This is one of my favorite defensive plays from the entire season a chase down block like LeBron James here. Let's oh, play. I was like, oh, I turned the ball over. Just look at my Pope, like look at Coach Pope over there. So he's <laughs> like, what are you doing? So I got to get on my horse and like chase the ball. What's life like right now, preparing for games that you hope are played? You just don't know right now, especially with all the COVID stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard, you know, like getting like ready for games and before you know the day before the game and you see on social media like the game got cancelled because of covid and stuff like that so it's really hard but you know we always say it's getting better every day it doesn't matter if the game get cancelled or postponed so we still get better every day so you posted on social media about the kids getting some of the shoes that you got of the 6,000 from Cougar Nation. What was that like for you to see them get the shoes? I was pretty happy though because there was a video of a little boy, he got a shooter, he was running back and forth. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's like pretty exciting, you know, seeing smiles on the kid's face is like bringing joy to my heart. It's like fulfilling to me and I'm grateful for Cougar Nation for doing this. For, not just for me, for the kids back home, you know, giving them like, <clears throat> something to live up to and like putting smile on their faces. It's pretty awesome, man. It is. Thanks for doing that. Yes, I appreciate Thanks to Cougar Nation. Nation, thanks to you. And good <laughs> luck this week. Appreciate that. Uh, Gideon George, and the phrase, uh, joy to my heart, he brings joy to people's hearts. Uh, it's one of the great things that happens at BYU. So Gideon brought together uh, BYU Global Supply Chain Association and the Black Student Union and Time Out for Africa and of course his hometown to put this together and sent 6,000, they're not all there, they haven't all arrived, some are still in storage, he's trying to work on the logistics of getting them over there and I think he's still trying to collect more shoes but um, it's incredible to watch and it's, I don't know that it's that often in our life where we can make just a, just a massive difference in, in, in the lives of people in our community, but he's doing that. It's pretty, it's just incredible, and the fact that we all get to share in it and witness it is really awesome. It is, and uh, it's fun to see him making shots and getting blocked. That's part and of doing it too. All the other stuff yeah, too. that's what else. Uh, later in the show, a little later on, we'll have our deep blue, which is also on Gideon George. And at the end of that feature, uh, we'll show on our screen uh, how folks can still contribute uh, to that effort in, in Nigeria. So awesome. stick around for that. Let's bring up the schedule that BYU's playing. Uh, we know that the New Year's Day game against Portland was taken off the schedule for the time being, and again, the idea right now is to try and find uh, spots to reschedule missed games in the WCC right now. But as for right now, we have the Thursday, Saturday set up this week, Pacific and St. Mary's. And that St. Mary's game coach starts the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games against the other three teams projected 
to make the field of 68 right now out of the WCC. It could be an unprecedented, if things go well, four-bid year for the league if everyone does their part. Right now, the prognosticators have four teams in. That's never been the case ever in the WCC. And if you think about it, what's really exciting for us is we play St. Mary's at home, and that's right on the border of being a quad one game. Right. And then we go to Gonzaga, and that's an off-the-charts quad one game. And we go to uh, San Francisco, that's off-the-charts quad one game. And we're playing three straight quad one games in the WCC. Where does that happen? Now, it's also super scary because they're really good teams, but it's a pretty exciting year for the league. It's a really, really exciting year for the league, and, and it's going to be fun, and every game's going to be tough. And the thing is, the Pacific game is going to be tougher than any of them right now. I mean, it's just how it is. You know, we played this Pacific team last year, and it took a, everything we had in an overtime game to come away with the win. So every game in conference is tough, and that's what makes conference basketball great. It usually is a grind against Pacific. Uh, back to the scheduling note for a second. Uh, is that still accurate? Uh, postponements as opposed to cancellations right now? They're still trying to slot things in. But teams had built-in buys. You had two yeah. open days yeah. before last week, right? Yeah, and so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. So I think right now the league would like to keep the integrity of the league schedule as close as they can, even though it looks like it by the end of the week we're going to have a couple teams that have already missed four, three and four games. And so at some point... Um, hopefully what's going to happen is, is, is they'll say, you know, if, if we, no, I'm not hoping we miss more games, but if we do miss more games, they'll give us some, some freedom to actually um, reschedule how we see best and maybe, maybe we can add a couple non-conference games in there. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, so there's a decent chance we could see the unbalanced thing come into play again in terms of how we rank standings, I guess. I mean, if we, if we didn't miss a single game moving forward, we might be able to have everybody play every game. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know how high the probability of that is. So, uh, you know, we already have an unbalanced schedule just to start. Um, the thing that would be different is that we might not have all the teams play the equal number of games total in league. And that's okay. I mean, we had that last year. It worked out fine. Everything's great. And so, um, you know, we'll find a way to work it, work it out this year. Okay, break time. Let's go to break by telling you that for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play, -play, I want you to watch and listen to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer and Jerem, weekdays, noon Eastern, BYU TV, and BYU Radio on Sirius XM. When we come back, more from Gideon George in tonight's edition of Deep Blue and Caleb Lohner will join us live in studio as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Yeah, so with, uh, with no game on Saturday, Coach Pope just strapped the GoPro to his helmet and just decided to uh, just to shoot something. No. <laughs> How fun does that look? We should do that. We yeah. need it. We need it. Can we do a live shoot? That's that? Up, that was up at Soldier Hollow, Bob. That is awesome. Not too far from here. It's good stuff. Wow. Uh, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, back with the coach in Studio C. Well, before the break in the film room, we had Gideon George, and we are back with more from a player who has come a long way, uh, figuratively and literally, to become a force for good both on and off the floor at BYU. Here now is this week's edition of Deep Blue, presented by Brady Industries, honestly, better. Should we do this? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> George on the drive, and the foul. Gideon George, seven points now for Gideon. Throws it down. Turned over. Here comes George and some showtime. Working baseline. Fade away. If there is something that he needs to overcome to get to where he wants to go, he's going to figure it out. 
He's going to work through it and he's going to keep building. It didn't just come like that. You had to, he had to work for it. Like he had to do a lot of stuff to actually get where he is. So that fire will not, will not go off because it's been like, a, now it's like a lifestyle. Last year was not an easy transition year for him. There were a lot of hard things for him as he's a, you know, an international student that had only been in the States for a couple years, coming to a major university in a huge population for the first time and dealing with all the attention and the fanfare and learning a new system. Sometimes I do question, like, why am I here at BYU? Like, what am I doing here? But at the end of the day, I'll sit down, like, reflect, and be like, okay, God has a reason for me coming down here to BYU. I don't know the purpose right now, but I'm still trusting God to lead the way. The goal is to fill up that container I think we can fill it up with uh, 240 boxes. Once that's filled up, we're sending it to Washington, D.C. And from Washington, D.C., Time of Africa would take over um, and then take uh, the boxes to Nina, Nigeria. That's where Gideon is from. And it'll go from school to school, distributing the sneakers and backpacks to students there. So. One thing I got to say is, you look at these kids back home in Nigeria, and they get so excited just for a pair of shoes. You know, we're super fortunate here. We, we get shoes, we get clothes, and we just take it for granted. And so something like this that Gideon does for other people is, again, super special, and he has a big heart. So that's what everybody knows out here in Cougar Nation is he has a huge heart. He's a good teammate and a good bro. For a college basketball player to do something like this, especially thinking about his home, it's special. Kind of just speaks to who this guy is, man. It's bigger than basketball. So last year, the Deep Blue talked about his shoe drive, and so what went from being a very just personal kind of face-to-face -face thing became a thing where all of a sudden there's just boxes showing up at the annex with shoes in them. These shoes has made a lot of impacts on school kids and kids playing basketball. Within in our community. We had about 100 pairs of shoes. Now, 5,000 pairs of shoes. Wow. wow. I, I get like random texts on my IG, like random people texting me, be like, hey, Gideon, how's it going? I got like tons of shoes for you. I'll be like, wow. <laughs> and he's the driving force behind it. He's the one pushing it. It's something that's near and dear to his heart that means a lot to him. It was a charity that he benefited from as a youth, and now he's getting to pay it back, and it's something he takes really seriously and cares about. It's been incredible to see the support from BYU, the, the different student organizations that have worked with him and reached out and said, hey, we want to help in this effort. And the, the, the BYU family, the fan base, the coaching staff, everybody that can be involved, that can help, that can help push, that can help promote has done so to the point where, you know, we're talking five, 6,000 pairs of shoes now will be headed to Nigeria. And it's, it's impossible to overstate the importance of what that means to that community where these shoes are going and what this can mean. So for the BYU community to get behind this and really grab onto this, this passion that Gideon has and help him has been absolutely incredible. I want to use this time to like 
pour my heart, my heart out there for like people that have donated, like even those ones I can't even like get to reach, you know, people donating without me being aware. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it because you guys are changing the world and like you guys are giving like meaning to those kids back home and like they're really grateful. Like I'm gonna speak on behalf of them kids back home. They are really grateful, like seeing the joy on their faces, like like when they talk about changing the world, you guys are really, really changing the world. So thank you very much for that. Gideon and his, his brother Samson don't need pushing to be incredible people. And so, you know, Samson has had these blessings since he's been in, in America uh, that then he wants to extend back to his family and Gideon, the same thing. He wants to extend uh, the things that he has in any way he can back to his family. And so Samson and Gideon uh, looked at it and said, okay, here's the financial position that we've been fortunate to be in as a basketball player. Now we can help our parents buy their first house. It's like, you wouldn't call it a thing of pride. It's just a thing of joy that actually they never actually thought about that that was going to happen in their lifetime. I feel like we just relieved my dad from so many stuff, you know. He's really, really happy. And I'm happy for that, seeing my parents happy. I'm glad we can do something like that for my parents. And I say it's a blessing for the family, for sure. We hope he finishes the degree with flying colors. And we wish him all the best in his basketball career. Gideon, we have missed you so much. We wish you all the best in your career. We thank all the donors. We thank BYU. Thank you from out for Africa. <laughs> And on our screen, uh, that is how our viewers and BYU fans can continue to contribute to that effort. It's amazing. I mean, these Deep Blues are really special because, like, last week we watched Craig Cusick's story, and this year we get to see part, part two of Gideon George's story, and sometimes we just see each other, whether it's in athletics or just around, as we just see each other, but we don't know stories, and these stories are super powerful. And this Gideon George is is an incredible young man that's doing incredible things and, um, and is a small thing. How great is his laugh? Yeah. Like, it's just infectious, it isn't is. it? And smile on his laugh and it's awesome to watch. We all get to be a part of it. It's pretty Nice neat. to hear from his parents too and see them. Yes. Now, you have a player from, uh, from Nigeria mm -hmm. in Gideon. You have a player from Mali in Fus, Fusane yep. Traore. And you have a player from Tanzania in Atiki Ali Atiki. Um, when you recruit, you don't just do it from afar. You've been overseas, right? Yes. Uh, one of the hardest things, actually, is in the last year, we haven't been allowed to travel back overseas, but I'm, 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 I'm so anxious to get back. I've never actually been able to been, been to Minna and, and met uh, Gideon's parents, and I haven't had a chance to uh, go to Tanzania and meet, uh, uh, you know, Atiki's mom. I have been to Mali a couple yeah. times, and, and um, it just is, uh, it's, 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 like this world is, is bigger than we think and it's way smaller than we think. And um, our life experiences are so wildly different, but we're all living the same experience in some ways. And, and uh, it, this is a great place for, for all those 
people from different places to come together here at BYU. It's if I could use Mali as an example then for a bit, when you go and you make that personal um, uh, visit and approach, then you come back and then you bring players in who speak about where they're from and how they were brought up. You have to have a better appreciation of what being at a place like BYU must mean for these players and their families. Yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, the first time I went to Mali was just on a charity trip. It was actually a charity trip where we, we got to um, uh, actually do some of the first baptisms ever done in Mali. And we got to do Days for Girls, if you're familiar with that program, and do some uh, some some um, water purification stuff. And uh, we, we went there and worked for, you know, 10 days uh, in in what we would consider really, really tough conditions, but Foos is like, that's every day of his life conditions. And um, it just is extraordinary um, to see how that actually builds these people. You know, we talked about Foos, uh, he was on the show last week, and, mm -hmm. and um, just you talk about an extraordinary human being that was built a lot because of his family and the people loved him and cared for him and the environment he grew up in, and uh, we're blessed to have him here. All right. Well, when they, the WCC coaches voted players to their preseason all-conference team, Caleb Lohner joined Alex Barcelo as the two from BYU. Now, with league play about to get underway, Caleb and the Cougs hoping to turn preseason promise into regular and postseason progression. Please welcome in and back to Studio C, Caleb Lohner. I feel like I'm having a uh, Puka Samson Nakua moment here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a Caleb Loner moment, though. Let's just go right to the garb. And is this a, a personal favorite of yours? Um, yeah, it's a personal favorite. It bounces back between me and my best friend Gavin. He does clothes, so I went to his closet. I'm like, I'm wearing the pink coat tonight. Yeah. Right. I mean, How did you not get me one of those to wear? Like, I'm so upset with Gavin have, right now. I have an arsenal of stuff right, you can wear. <laughs> the closet's not empty at this yeah, point, I don't, I don't think. Hey, uh, we started with, uh, I'm not sure if you got, were able to see the Gideon Deep Blue or not. Were I you did. Able to see it? Yep. Okay. Let's just get your feedback on what you got to watch there. Um, I just got to saw kind of the end stuff, yeah. but I mean, hats off to that dude. Gideon George is one of a kind, and what he does is pretty special. And uh, you have connection with, with Foose, right? You played yep. with Foose at Wasatch Academy. I did. Um, when you were teammates, what kind of a sense did you get about where he came from? And it kind of relates to, to what Gideon's doing for people back home. Do you have a, feel like you have a closer connection to, to that? I do a little bit because we had a few guys on my team in high school that were kind of from, I mean, deep out in Africa. And... Like their lifestyle was just so much different and getting to know them and kind of understanding where they came from and their family and it was kind of eye-opening to me and I actually thought it was really cool. I'm like, hey, these kids are here to play basketball. They're from these places in the world that maybe aren't as fortunate as we, I mean, understand. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I just think it's really cool. But yeah, there's like a special spot in my heart for that because yeah. I think I do understand a little bit more and more just because I've been close with some of these kids who have been from places like that, mm -hmm. but I think what Gideon's doing is really awesome. Coach, whether as a, a college player or a professional player or coach you've been, how cool is it to be in locker rooms where you look around and you just kind of go, nowhere else and no other way do I get to bring these guys together in this kind of grouping? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it, you know, our locker room is really special right now, not just because of where guys are from, but guys' personality. I mean, you know, like Caleb Lohner is... Uh, an extraordinarily unique and huge uh, 
personality that uh, it just adds so much to our locker room, right? And and you know he's from Texas and and then spent a year or two in Utah, right? And and um, so it's it's not just uh, the regions of the world where they're from, but the personalities they bring and the attitudes and the joy is pretty great. Okay, in the intro too, I mentioned the WCC preseason honor. How big a deal was that for you to be up there with AB and know that the coaches think about you that way in this conference? Um, I tried not to get too caught up in it, but I did respect the fact that hey. There's people out there that understand. That. Did you even know? I don't even think he knew. Did you even I didn't, know? Okay, like, honest, you're trying, he's I giving us the reporter's answer right now. He's probably like, I didn't know. Did I, I didn't really know until I came in and figure like punched me in the shoulder. And I was like, dude, you see this? I was like, oh, that is pretty cool. But it's nice to be acknowledged up there like that. Now it's time to just go and, I mean, do what I think I can do and help his team win. When I look at Caleb's numbers from last year and this year, I see consistency. Mm-hmm. He rebounds as well as he scores, and it's been pretty much there for his last year and this year. What do you see when you look kind of inside the box score and beyond it? Yeah, it's really fun. So he's, he's growing his defensive game. Uh, is, you know, we, we put him in really, really difficult situations. He's got to guard one through five on the floor, and it's probably not fair, but that's what we're asking him to do. He's, uh, he's just a man among boys on the glass in terms of his tenacity and his, like, every single possession he's going to the glass. He's, 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 we're, we're asking him to make so many more decisions on the offensive end, and he's growing in that. You saw the clip of him, you know, accepting the double team off the bounce and then turning and finding Gideon kind of open. He's done that over and over this season, and he's just, his game is just growing and growing, and the thing is he's barely scratching the surface. So uh, it's, it's, it's so fun to have him uh, on this team doing the incredible things he's doing. And, like, we recently just named him the president of the Energy Committee <laughs> two days ago. Yeah! <laughs> does that come with a placard, a business card, no, anything like that? or it, is it? it does not. It comes with a, if I make sure the team's loud enough, we don't run at the end of practice. <laughs> okay. You are in charge of making sure the energy stays at a certain level. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It didn't, the coat didn't come with the appointment, is what you're saying. This coat was a totally separate deal. Totally separate. Yeah. Uh, so coach but the refer- coat is representative <laughs> of the joy that he brings into <laughs> the, the gym every day. <laughs> so Coach referenced an on-the-floor on, on clip a moment ago. Let's take a look at an, an off-the-floor clip of Caleb Lohner. And Caleb, you can talk us through this maybe a little bit. Where are you in this picture? I am in Lake Powell. Are you the guy in midair there? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the body for that. This guy's not as of stature as I am, but... Yeah, we... Uh, that was your group, though? Yeah, that yeah. was my little crew. We <laughs> set up a really cool um, outing, and yeah, that's Sean Murray, kind of known as, like, the best wakeboarder ever. Um, and, yeah, he jumped over me. The first time he did it, I ducked. I was like, there's <laughs> no way he's clearing me by five feet. Like, that would be yeah, however high. Right. And the first time I did it, and then all of his, everyone else in the boat, like, Caleb, like, stand up. Like, all <laughs> stand right. Stand tall. Yeah. And so then I'm, then I'm out there, and he does it again, and I kind of look up. I'm like, he is Weird definitely dude. way higher than I am. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was fun. It was a good little outing, but I enjoy all that kind of stuff. Coach Kind of brings a joy to life for yeah. me. Yeah. So. If, if Caleb were the guy in midair, would you be okay with that? Well, so here's the deal. Like, this was, this was one of our introductions to this new world of name, image, and likeness. Yeah. And so Caleb was, you know, this was essentially an appearance that he got paid for. And so he came to me and was like, Coach, hey, I got this deal. They're going to do this thing. It's pretty fun. And it's with the, the most famous wakeboarder in the world, right? 
And um, that's one of those moments as a coach where you're just like, okay, <laughs> please. In fact, we talked about it probably four or five times. Like, please come back alive. Please come back with all your appendages. Yeah. Thing is, Caleb's so talented. He's so he's so talented. He's got such a love of life that I mean, if you check out his social media, he's got you know he's doing a hundred foot cliff dives where he's doing a triple <laughs> dipple ginger and whatever. And and uh, you know he's a he's a musician and he's obviously clearly a fashionista and mm -hmm. and he's just got a lot of beautiful parts of his life that we get to enjoy as teammates do you back it off in the winter time a little bit now that you're at byu as a college player yeah i mean i think you have to like i just i'm so committed to what we do and the work here that it's kind of hard to do anything else but i mean like he's saying the joy and all that fun is just kind of brought into the locker room with everyone as a team so i don't really feel the need to go out and um, do some of those things that I usually do. I hear you. Can you stick with us for one more segment? Of course. Okay, stay with us. We'll come back with more from Caleb and Q&A for both guys. On the newest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with baseball coach Mike Littlewood about officiating in March Madness, turning down a job in the NBA, a tumor he had removed in the future of BYU baseball. Listen on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Coming up, questions from social media for Caleb and the coach as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. Christmas, you could serve the very first time serve last Christmas. First time ever. Hey, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Back in Studio C with head coach Mark Pope and Caleb Lohner. Let's get to the uh, Q&A portion of our show presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. All right, uh, first question. Uh, oh, this is coming from Cameron. He says, Caleb, you are so engaging and seem so natural on camera. Have you considered... Uh, a future in broadcasting once your basketball career is over. Which part? I think there's a ton of... Yeah, do you want to go into broadcast? Have you thought about broadcasting? Um, no. Any kind? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe if there's, I don't know. What about being a reality TV person or like a soap, soap star? I mean, that would be fun. Why like not? a straight up actor? He yeah. could crush it in a soap... Don't you think? Bro, Do you I, even know what that is? Do you not know what, really. You don't know what that is. <laughs> I would love, I think being an actor would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you do, have you done any kind of dramatic productions in your life? Is it all athletics? No, I did uh, a choir production in like fifth grade that I got kicked out of. It. <laughs> so why would you get kicked out of a choir production? I told my teacher, I was like, I'm not singing that song. It was like a, a duo with some other chick and I didn't like the way she sang. <laughs> you were out. So I was like, I'm not doing it with her. So can you sing? Um, I can sing. I wouldn't say I'm like a phenomenal. So you know voice. the follow-up question to that? Will you sing? <laughs> um. <laughs> you know how to say, cut! <laughs> cut! I totally put it on. Like, you know Greg sings. I don't Greg sang. Greg sang. It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. It can't be It planned. was actually beautiful. I still, like, I can still hear it in my mind. It was, it was Thank you. Uh, Willie next, Nelson. Next question from social. Uh, oh, it's for Coach, actually, this one. Uh, what do you do to help motivate your team when games are postponed and you have nothing but practice on the schedule for a week? Mm, it's not easy. It's not easy. But fortunately, we got a locker room of guys that just love playing basketball. They love playing basketball. Even as hard as I try to take the joy away from the game, they still bring it. And, um, and so uh, we have an incredibly motivated group that's super hungry, so I don't have to do a lot. These guys do it. It's one of the great things about coaching this team is there's not a lot for me to do. Okay. Uh, Coach, in the first segment, talked about post-Westminster, he decided to – Kind of shut everyone down for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. uh, no basket. How did you take that 
And was it good for you and, and the guys? Um, I, I don't know if I can speak 100% truly for the rest of the guys, but I think we all needed it. Um, we had been, we didn't really get any at Christmas time off. We were in Hawaii. We played three games in five days. It's pretty quick. Four days, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it was good. Two days. I mean, sometimes balance is very helpful. And I think just getting out of the gym and kind of being on the rocks, let your bodies heal, let your minds kind of do what they want. So, so we jumped on a Zoom call. It was, I don't know what time, it was 11.30? 11. It was late. It was late. Yeah. So we're, we just kind of finished meeting the staff. We got all the guys on a Zoom call, and I told you guys that you were locked out of the gym for 48 hours, and your immediate reaction was? I didn't believe it was true. <laughs> You're like being pumped I was like, there's no call. way. <laughs> like, I'm still going to sleep right next to my phone in case we have practice in the morning. <laughs> what did you do with the real Coach Pope? What is happening here? Yeah. It was true, though, right? Yeah. You guys were out. Yeah. Uh, question. Uh, from social media, uh, da, da, da. Caleb, when will we see you? Oh no, yeah, I think it's the next one. Yeah, when will we see you windmill dunk? Mm. When I get an open fast break, I will do it. <laughs> next time, at least you plan to. Yeah, I okay. plan to. We'll look for that. Uh, this next one for Coach Pope. Uh, let's see if we go to this one. <laughs> there was a question. Yeah, this one. What is your best win to date? Ooh, good question. Yeah, ever. Thought-provoking? Yeah. Well, let's say I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at BYU? I don't know. At BYU? Um, well, it's always you always based on your last one, so Westminster, right? We'll take that <laughs> one. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that, but these guys have had so many huge wins. I mean, just think about this year, right? San Diego State at home was so epic, and Oregon on the road, and Utah State, and Westminster. I mean, you just go to at Utah. Uh, they're, they're, we're, we're super blessed because there's a lot of them. These guys have provided us a lot of special wins. Okay, Caleb, let's hope there's two wins uh, set for this weekend, but it's Pacific and St. Mary's WCC play uh, getting underway. Maybe a thought from you on what you hope this team is able to achieve in the West Coast Conference, which looks good this year. I want to win the West Coast Conference, and I don't see why we can't. I think we have the pieces, the team, the mentality to do it. Um, but it's going to be hard. Uh, like, this conference is no joke, especially this year. Uh, I think every single team we play is going to be a war the entire time. And I don't think that's going to change starting from Thursday to the last game we play in conference to the tournament. I think it's just going to be a battle, and I'm actually looking forward mm. to it. Mm. And Coach Pope, last year is when I think Caleb played some of his best basketball. When the league wars got going, yep. he really jumped up. Yep, and he's on that trajectory right now. Like he's, uh, You saw at the end of the Liberty game, he's just like, hey. In fact, that's right. he was yelling at me at the end of the Liberty game, hey, run it back, run it back, <laughs> and he was delivering. And, um, you know, his, 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 uh, we've asked him to do so much this year. He's playing three different positions for us. We, we have him playing a, a ton of minutes now at the five just because of situational stuff, and he just rings the bell every time, and uh, his best basketball is ahead of him, so it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. We're going to do this again with you uh, in the years to come. Bob, you'll come back on the show, we hope. Uh, is there a chance the coat makes a return with you when you do come back? There's going to be different coats. Okay. <laughs> we, don't need to have, we don't need to repeat this is what you're saying. No, there's, I got Arsenal, <laughs> like I was saying. Okay, we'll enjoy this one for tonight. We'll Caleb will never walk onto the show with mismatched sweats. Now, I mean, <laughs> he's not doing that. Now, Tice told me, he's like, did you just wear a BYU t-shirt? I was like, I'm not doing that. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I, can, I, can, I can go up a little from that. Yeah, great to have you here again. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, we'll do it again. Thank you. That's Caleb Lohner, folks. All right, tune in this Thursday. Countdown to tip off. Uh, Jerem Jordan and Tyler Haas will get you set for BYU and Pacific. 6.30 Eastern, and then... Think up with BYU Radio for the game on Thursday. Coming up next, we'll preview that game in St. Mary. Stay with us. BYU Basketball Mark Pope. We're back after this.
BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Smith's, fresh for everyone. And by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Here's this uh, week's game day schedule, starting with the Pacific game on Thursday. Pacific at BYU. Countdown to tip off on BYU TV at 6.30 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern. One half hour prior to that, we'll start your pregame coverage on the radio. The game itself at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio for play-by-play. And then we'll have postgame coverage on the TV and the radio for you afterward. And indeed, BYU and Pacific Thursday in the Marriott Center. Uh, BYU has won the last six games in this series and the last four in Provo. But as we talked about earlier, uh, rarely do you just coast away from this team. Yeah, it's hard. And, and, you know, I have a lot of respect for the way Pacific runs our program, for what Damon did and what Coach is doing now. Uh, they're so physical and they play so hard. You'll see it uh, as this game goes on. They. Uh, they don't hold back, and they're actually physical, big, long, strong, athletic guys. And so it's going to be a challenge. It always is. New head coach for the Tigers, Leonard Perry, who was on Damon's staff, taking over for Damon Stoudemire. Currently last place in league at 5-9 and nine through non-conference games. That's the Thursday game, bringing us up to Saturday. Uh, St. Mary's is on the schedule. We have to note that they did uh, postpone their Thursday game scheduled with Santa Clara at Santa Clara. But as of right now, BYU St. Mary's is still set for the weekend. Yes. The Gales get a full week to prepare for BYU Cougars, but that's that's great. That's how it works sometimes. This is such a great rivalry game. I think in the in the last two years, I think two years ago, didn't we have three games that were decided by one point or, or you know a very great game or something yeah. like that? And then uh, last year was our first win at St. Mary's. I think we were one and nine or one and eight there before we went. It's a huge win there. Uh, coach Bennett is such a great coach. The thing I say about him all the time is he could probably walk to the to the uh, Richards building during noon and put together five guys that might be able to win our league. Um, and they have a really talented roster with some veteran, veteran players, great leadership. Uh, he's two big-time games this week. How great. It was a huge win that you picked up there last year, as you noted. Uh, the first regular season sweep of St. Mary's in seven years. It's hard to do. This year, they're 12-3, and three, one of four teams out of the WCC, of course, in the field of 68 right now. One of the best defensive teams in the country this year and annually. Uh, teams don't get the assists they want to get. Yep. They don't get to the free throw line the way they want to get there. They don't get the threes off they want to the way they want to get them. Randy has a system that works on everyone they play. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean they have a, a, a veteran backcourt and a veteran frontcourt. They got they're they're really really deep this year. Last year they had some injuries they were fighting, and and this year they have all those guys back with with unbelievable depth and. Uh, this is a great rivalry. Like it, it just is a special thing, I think, between BYU and St. Mary's. Um, there's not a lot of love lost, but there's a, a ton of respect, and, and uh, that's what you want out of athletics. You know, St. Mary's is one of those games that annually draws some of the most energized crowds to the Marriott Center, but this year, whether it's St. Mary's coming in on the weekend or Pacific you'll see Thursday or a non-Division One opponent like Westminster or Central yeah. Methodist, your fans are showing up for every game you play this year. The building looks full every night. It's been amazing. Yeah, Marriott Center is special. It's awesome. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you so much. 50th anniversary of this building. We've yeah. talked about that. The 50th anniversary logo is on the floor. It looks great, holding its age really, really yeah. well. And, yes, you're trying to compete and win in the WCC, but we're okay to look ahead a little bit into the future sometimes and think about the fact that you'll have new teams coming in to experience something that a lot of these programs just have not yeah. historically. Yeah, it's, um, 
you know, the, the present is really exciting. The, 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 the history we have is great, and, and our future is, is almost intoxicatingly exciting. So it's good times. Um, and all that's fine and good. We got to win a game Pacific on Thursday. On Thursday. <laughs> I knew that was going to come back to that. After that game, we already hit this, the fact that following Pacific, you get those back-to-back-to-back games. Yeah. Um, and, and not that it's make or break necessarily, because yeah. these are really good basketball teams to talk about, but you could set yourself up in a really good way uh, if you play good basketball here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, we, you know, I don't know if we've ever had a three-game run, you know, a four-game run like this um, in this league where – Every game is a toss-up with top 40 teams in the country, right? And so um, it is a great opportunity uh, to kind of go see where we are right now and on this first half of, of the league season to kind of see if we can jump up on people. All right, time for a break. Uh, should we do our trivia question for this week? Let's do it. Uh, here's this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. What is BYU's record for most regular season conference wins since BYU joined the WCC. What is the most wins, the highest number of wins BYU's gotten in league regular season conference games since they joined the WCC? The answer coming up right after this. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Closing moment of the show. Tonight's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. The most wins BYU's had in regular season play in leagues since joining the WCC. The answer there is 13 games, and it's happened four different times. And some of those were 18-game schedules. Some were 13 or 16-game schedules, including uh, the 2020. All right, Coach Pope, uh, the final 60 seconds we have. You said that after giving your guys that 48-hour break, uh, you came back this week and, and hit it hard. What have you seen from your guys in getting ready for this opening weekend of conference? Yeah, just a renewed energy and intensity, um, which they, they know what they're – listen, these guys understand what we're in for. And so they're just excited to get to it. Uh, these games turn into such a battle, and some players and some teams kind of – um, shy away from that, and our guys just can't wait to get going. So it's going to be fun. Let's go. I, I'm so up. looking forward to it, especially after we're creatures of habit, and we don't have games on the weekends. I get a little antsy. Yep. I'm ready to get back after it with you, too. I'm excited. Coach, thank you. Great week ahead. Good luck to you. Thank you, brother. All right. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8.30 Eastern, for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. For our producers, Dave Phillips, Jr., Hamma Hamuli, the coach, Mark Pope, and Caleb Lohner, I am Greg Rubel. Have a great night, great week. Go Cougs.